what to build, what to build. Oh, come on, Lucy. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin. Hi there. Welcome back to Pflugerville and Kapow's Power of Invention podcast. I'm Guy Neville. Uh, no, I'm Guy Neville. You're Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat. Oh, right! <laughs> Sometimes I get confused. So, wait, which of us invented this soccer ball, Sammy? That was uh, definitely you, Kapow. Awesome! I'm a genius! You want to take a bite? Uh, why would I want to eat a soccer ball? Because today's invention is the game that uses the yummy for your tummy soccer ball! Soccer or football! depending on where you're from. Uh, soccer or football is a sport, Kapow, and the ball is not food. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can play with it or eat it. No, Kapow, it's an ancient sport that at no point in history was ever part of dinner. I have to admit that when I try to find a good recipe for soccer ball soup, I couldn't find any. <laughs> I bet. But don't worry, I'm an inventor, so I invented my own recipe. Want a slurpy slurp of soccer ball soup? Ew, no. Why don't we just start today's podcast instead? Okay, we can soup it up later. Soccer, football, or whatever you call it, has been around for a long time. 3,000 years ago, a game called Kuju was played in China, where the goal was to kick a ball made of sewn clothing and filled with rubber into a net. In Japan, a similar form of this game, called Kamari, began about 500 to 600 years later, followed by Chuck-Guck in Korea and Wogabaliri in Australia. Whoa, boy, this game sure had some fun names. Anyway, the game kept evolving, and by the time the ancient Romans were playing it, there was a smaller ball and a rectangular field marked by side and center lines. In 1314, soccer started getting popular in Europe. Europeans used a ball made from inflated pig bladders. The pig bladder version of the game was pretty chaotic and quite violent. There weren't many rules. In fact, back then, you could use your hands and teams had as many players as they wanted. Eventually, the authorities all over the world ended up discouraging the sport due to the chaos it caused. In fact, in 1365, King Edward III of England actually made the game illegal because it distracted soldiers from practicing more useful military skills. That ban lasted almost 500 years. But, ban it all they wanted, soccer kept growing in popularity until, in 1863, England legalized the game and decided to write down some rules. The most important rule they came up with was no hands. The people who didn't like this rule, well, uh, they went and made their own game called rugby. Now that they had rules, it was time for an organization to keep track of them all. And so the Football Association was formed in England. Games played under this new organization were called Association Football. 
Some people decided to shorten the word association, and what they came up with was soccer. The Football Association started the world's first football soccer competition, the FA Cup, in 1872. That same year, the first official international match took place in Glasgow between Scotland and England. By 1888, England was home to the world's first football soccer league. Eventually, the rest of the world wanted leagues of their own. So, an organization called FIFA was formed, whose job was to organize the sport all over the world. When FIFA was founded in Paris in May 1904, it had seven members. France, Belgium, Denmark, the Netherlands, Spain, Sweden, and Switzerland. By 1925, the number of countries had increased to 36. In 1930, FIFA held the first World Cup that started with 41 teams from 41 countries. Over the next half century, football's popularity continued to attract new fans and players. And now FIFA has over 208 nations that are members. Now, uh, women started playing soccer around the same time as men did in England. But then, in 1921, women's soccer was getting so popular, it started taking attention away from the men's league. The FA did not like that, so they banned women from playing soccer in London. It was dumb and unfair, but the ban lasted for 50 years. Luckily, other countries were less dumb about women's soccer. Italy and France established women's leagues in the early 1930s. And with those leagues' success, popularity for women's soccer continued to grow. And in the end, smarter heads in England prevailed, and British women were welcomed back to the game. By the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta, both men and women's soccer were official events. And popular events, too. In fact, nowadays, all types of people from all types of places love to watch and play the game. That's right! Soccer is now played in over 200 countries by over 250 million players, making it the most popular sport in the world. The World Cup is the biggest and most followed sporting event in history. It is held every four years and billions of people watch it. Which brings us to the last point of today's episode. Why is it that soccer is so popular? That's a great question, Kapow. Uh, there's two main reasons soccer is so popular. First, it's cheap. All you need is a ball and a friend, and you can start playing. Because of this, everyone everywhere can play. And secondly, and most importantly, it's fun. And no matter who you are, everyone likes to have fun. So basically, soccer is popular because it's for everyone. And thirdly, it's delicious. Now, who wants a slurp of soccer soup? Uh... No, thanks, Kapow, but uh, I'd love to play some soccer with you. You're on, buddy! But before we go, if any of you out there have a question about soccer, Flugerville, or me, Kapow! Or me, Guy Neville, send it to us at gokidgo.com. You might get your question read live on the show. Oh, and one last note! I get a lot of excitement as Lucy Wow's sidekick. Sometimes it overwhelms me and I just, well, you know, faint! But today I got the most exciting news, and I, and I, oh, easy kapow, deep breaths, <laughs> don't faint. I'm on a hoodie and a sticker, and God, I'm famous. The most famous mechanical pygmy goats ever live. Go to gokidgo.com and check me out. And as always, go kid go. Go kid go.
Go, kid, go. 